Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Wellness Warriors and Wisdom. I'm Ashley, and I'm your host. Today, I want to talk about some natural remedies for headache, and let's talk about some of the different types of headaches and the remedies that might match up with those different types of headaches. If you've ever had a headache, which I don't know anybody on the face of the planet that hasn't had one, you know that they are not all created equal. So, I know that as we are getting ready to bust into the spring season, I've heard a lot of people complaining about headaches. Some people will say, I know it's due to the change in weather or the change in the barometric pressure as storms roll in. So let's talk a little bit about headaches. So if you watch TV and you see commercials, a lot of times you will see Those commercials come on that talk to you about pain relievers for headaches and talk about how common it is. So um, it's it's a very common thing. You know, people do get headaches. Um, It's probably not as common as, you know, people on TV that, you know, medication advertisers would have you believe, but it is common. Um, And so since it's a kind of pain, each person's pain tolerance and experience and threshold is different. So some people have headaches very often and other people, it's a pretty rare thing. So some conventional therapies that oftentimes we tend to go to are pain medications and tranquilizers if they're bad enough, Um, over-the-counter medications like, you know, ibuprofen, Tylenol, aspirin, things like that. Um, And then even your, you know, depending on how bad your headaches are, if they're migraine level, there's very specific medications for that as well. So let's talk about some options other than those. We're going to talk about more of a holistic, natural approach. Um, But first, let's talk about why we get headaches. So food sensitivity is actually a big one. Um, It's a big one known specifically to cause headaches. So I remember I a year or so ago I was having lots of fatigue and lots of headaches and you know, we did lots of specific blood work thinking that I might have something going on with an autoimmune thing and thankfully all of my blood work came back pristine which I'm very thankful for but it left a big question mark looming over all right what's going on with my body um, and actually it turns out after some elimination diet and trying different things, we figured out that I had a a major food sensitivity. And once I cut that food group out, my headaches pretty much were completely gone and my fatigue was much, much better. So um, food sensitivities are really big. I know a lot of times in doctor's office, we would tell patients to try what's called an elimination diet. That is where you cut out a large majority of things and you start very, very basic with your food. And once you <clears throat> are on this elimination diet for a little while and your body can get rid of all the bad stuff, um, then you can slowly start adding one thing in at a time that you are suspicious of it having a sensitivity to, and that can help you determine what foods or you know beverages are actually bothering your body. So um, there, again, like I was saying, there are different types of headaches. Each one responds differently to different kinds of pain management. Um, so it's important to know 
which kind of headache that you have because there are times when I wake up with a headache and what I would normally do for that headache isn't going to touch it because it's a different kind of headache. So here are some, um, one of the most common ones is what's called vascular headache. So think your blood vessels, vascular. Um, those are definitely the most common. Um, and those are usually what happens with a vascular headache is typically the small arteries, the blood arteries in, in the head or leading up to the head, they will either dilate or constrict more than usual. And basically think you're changing the caliber of it. And so migraines, those are a particular form of vascular headache. Um, obviously with very distinctive char characteristics, including but not always, but sometimes can include, you know, visual disturbances, nausea, vomiting, things like that. Um, muscular or tension headaches are also right up there at the top. As a massage therapist, I see these types of headaches a lot. Um, and oftentimes massaging the neck and the shoulders really ends up helping people's headaches because oftentimes I will see that their you know, trapezius muscles or their shoulder and neck muscles are extra tight, but they're experiencing headaches. And once we can get those muscles to relax, it stops pulling. Because what happens, um, the trapezius muscles are actually really broad in their how they span across the back and, and neck. And, you know, a lot of times people think of their traps as just being their shoulders and just right there. But actually, um, when it relates to headaches, the trapezius muscles insert and, t and attach to the base of the skull. So oftentimes when those are tight, they're pulling on the base of the skull and then that engages other muscles up there. And with that steady pulling, it can eventually cause what we refer to as muscular or tension headaches. So a good massage is always a great idea for those types of things. Um, you can gently, you know, even on yourself, take your, your fingers and gently rub over your temples, rub on the top of your head. It's nicer when someone else does it because you're not engaging some of the muscles that are causing such tension. So if you have a loved one or a friend or a massage therapist that you can get into, they um, can rub those areas for you. So you actually do have muscles that cover your scalp, believe it or not. A lot of times people are surprised when I start massaging their head. They're like, oh, I didn't realize that there were muscles up there. They're thin. They're obviously not going to be like your biceps or your thigh muscle. They're not going to be big and bulky, but they are thin and they cover the entire head, including your forehead <clears throat> and face. So keep that in mind with when you have those muscular or tension headaches. Vascular and muscle headache, muscular headaches um, often will be seen together. So sometimes what is causing a vascular headache is also causing a muscular or tension headache. Um, think stress. That is oftentimes a huge culprit. Um, so some of those life factors can cause both types of headaches to happen at the same time. Um, some of the less common types of headaches include those produced by inflammation, um, such as a sinus headache or meningitis, which meningitis is obviously a life-threatening um, issue, so you would want to contact your doctor immediately and go to the hospital. 
pressure, um, such as pressure from a tumor, whether it's cancerous or not, can cause headache. Um, eye strain can also cause headache. Um, I kind of put eye strain in combination with tension headaches as well because oftentimes when you have eye strain, your other muscles are straining around it as well and it can lead to that tension headache. So sometimes that can be a dual one. So since the vast majority of headaches fall into the vascular and muscular category, it is safe and usually effective to manage those headache episodes using, you know, a variety of different approaches. Only if headaches are persistent or they just keep getting worse and worse and worse, would it be necessary to go to the doctor um, and seek, you know, medical attention. Um, but, you know, we do have those cases such as meningitis or a tumor that it is absolutely imperative to get help. Um, complementary therapies. So let's talk about diet and nutrition for a second. I hate it when I'm not feeling well and someone is like, oh, well, have you been eating this? Or maybe you should cut out this because we don't want to do that, do we? But unfortunately, that is usually a big one. So diet and nutrition. There are some big culprits um, that are known based on research to trigger headaches in a lot of people. Some of the most common ones are alcohol, chocolate, caffeinated drinks, whether it's soda that's caffeinated or Red Bull or coffee, or if you are used to drinking a certain amount of caffeine daily and then you suddenly stop, and also cheese or dairy products. Those people tend to have a higher sensitivity to um, and sometimes can be the, the big culprit or to blame for triggering some headaches. <clears throat> so again, what I was talking about before when it comes to the elimination diet, um, that can help you track down what's the culprit if you're finding yourself dealing with headaches more frequently than you're used to. Um, I also like to look to herbal therapies and remedies. Probably the best way to use herbs in this case is through a tea. So some people do not like hot tea. You can also cold infuse a tea for a cold iced tea. Um, I know in my house, most of my family likes to drink tea for the flavor. I'm kind of a purist and I look at tea as medicine. So it is nice when your tea does taste well, you know, you want your, your tea to be enjoyable to drink, but um, here are some of the herbs that are most often used for headaches. There's obviously more out there, so do your own research. Not all herbs are safe for every person, so definitely do your own research before you jump into it. But um, bugle, catnip, lavender, purslane, rue, vervain, and yarrow. Um, those are all ones that are commonly used for herbal therapies. I know with, I have some herbal eye packs that I make for my office and I have lavender and chamomile in there because they not only are relaxing, but oftentimes if you feel like you need an, you know, something for your eyes, it's because you have eye strain or a headache 
and that lavender can help be really calming and soothing. Um, lavender is definitely one right up there that's good to drink as a tea. I also enjoy aromatherapy, but I will say aromatherapy is not for everyone. Um, and it also depends on the type of headache that you're having. Sometimes you have to kind of play around with it. Sometimes aromatherapy works fantastic for my headaches and it helps basically cure it and go away. Um, other times it seems to make it worse and you just kind of have to pay attention to your own body and know what your sensitivities are. Um, I have other family members that if they were to even try to smell something when they have um, a headache, they're gonna, it's gonna turn into a migraine. So it's a trigger for them. So some of the oils that, essential oils that are good and commonly used for headache relief, and these can be taken internally or inhaled. My preference is to inhale them. Um, oftentimes I will um, put these in like a roller ball or I will, um, you know, put them in a, an air room diffuser, which is really nice. I always have a diffuser running in my office. So if I have a headache, I will go ahead and put some of these in my diffuser. It smells really nice. And it also helps with an ailment that I have going on. So some of those um, can also be used in massages. So like if you went into massage the scalp or face, you definitely don't want to use the oil directly on the skin. Um, it can burn the skin or have an allergic reaction. So you would want to mix that with a carrier oil. So again, like the herbs, do your research. But some of the most common are black pepper. So black pepper is used um, and associated with headaches due to like the common colds or the flu. Um, eucalyptus is everyone knows and loves eucalyptus. You can use it in the shower and help open up your sinuses. So think like when you have a lot of congestion and you have a headache from congestion, that's a really good one that's gonna open those breathing passageways. Lavender is really nice for tension headaches or migraines if you can tolerate the smell. Marjoram, Melissa, peppermint, rose, and rosemary are really good. I personally really like to lean on peppermint a lot. Um, it has a almost cooling sensation. I'll put, you know, a little bit on my temples when I'm having a tension headache or one that's a headache leading kind of to the migraine side that's making me nauseated. The peppermint helps with my nausea when I have headaches. Um, so I really, really like peppermint a lot. Um, another thing to really help with a lot of headaches and different types of headaches is stress management. Um, check your stress patterns. Check what is going on in your life. If you're finding yourself having headaches, chances are you've probably got some stress. I know we all have stress and we all have different ways of coping with stress, but sometimes it can be sneaky and it can manifest itself into things like headaches that we weren't expecting. Um, oftentimes, um, stress is, you know, the stress headaches are more vascular, sometimes muscle tension headaches. Um, there's a long list of reasons that could cause you stress. So I'm not going to go through all the things that could cause you stress or be a stressor. You can look at your own life and, and judge what you think that some of the, you know, think, you know, your relationships, job stress, um, envi environmental factors, um, are your, are your allergies worse? Are you in a big city with pollution? Things like that. 
Another great way is exercise. I know when I have a headache, I don't like to exercise because it makes it worse. But oftentimes, if you can do exercise on a regular basis, it helps kind of ward the headaches off. So walking is a fantastic exercise. Um, it's simple, it's safe for most people, and it's effective. Um, try to find places near your home. I know I live in a neighborhood. I'm so fortunate. One of the selling points of the neighborhood that I live in, um, I wasn't wild about the house when we purchased it, but what sold me on it was the neighborhood. It is a fantastic neighborhood for walking. Beautiful ponds, creek, walking paths, great neighborhood for walking. Um, obviously every day outside is not going to be as picturesque as others. You know, you're going to have rainy days or cold days or super, super hot days that you might not feel like walking outside, even going to the gym and walking around an indoor track or on the treadmill. Those are good for you as well. Um, if you're at work and you know, you don't have a spot that you can just go jump on a treadmill at, you can walk around the parking lot if it's safe. You can look for a nearby park. I know at my office, um, the parking lot is not ideal to walk in. However, there is a park less than a two minute drive from my office and it is a beautiful, clean, safe park that many people go on their lunch break and all throughout the day and walk. So obviously you wanna check your surroundings and make sure it's safe, but your body and your psychological well-being will both be a little better from, you know, walking, change your scenery, change your pace, you know, all these things. It's going to benefit your body and hopefully kind of ward off any, <clears throat> any headaches that you typically can get. I do know that there's also some acupressure points. Um, if you are into acupressure, you can look these up. Gallbladder 14 and 20, large intestine four, and liver three can be used to treat headaches. Um, for gallbladder 20, pressure could be applied at the level on your C-spine, um, C1 and C2. So you wanna be like an inch from your spine. Um, you can look into how to do some self acupressure on that. Um, self massage and neck shoulder in those neck mu muscles. Gosh, I can't talk. Sorry. Self massage and your neck and shoulder muscles is great. Obviously, I said before, if you have a friend or a loved one or can get in to see a massage therapist, that's going to be that much better. I also like to use when I have neck and shoulder tension that's going to lead to a headache. I like to use a warmed up. Um, hot pack for my neck and shoulders to let those rest on um, the area for about 20 minutes and then stretch the neck and shoulders and that really helps kind of ward off if I can catch it in time ward off that tension headache. Hydrotherapy is also something that I really believe in for a lot of things. Um, taking a bath, a nice warm bath, is a great way to relax and help tension kind of fade away, um, can help with headaches. I will put a warning label on there though. You don't wanna get the bath too hot because if you get too hot, it can make it worse, especially if you're dealing with a vascular headache. Um, it can cause that to be worse. So just make sure you're doing more of a warm, not super hot bath. Um, and then yoga, I love yoga. 
If you're my client in my office for massage, you know that I refer you to yoga stretches and poses very often. The deep breathing that comes in a yoga practice along with the following, you know, relaxation exercises can be really, really useful in relieving tightness in the muscles that are causing a tension headache um, and head, head pain. The last type of headache that I want to talk about in this podcast today is the sinus headache. A lot of times people say that they have a sinus headache, but in reality, it's not a sinus headache. They might have some sinus pressure, but it's not a true sinus headache. It's actually, sinus headaches are actually super specific. Um, most people get it wrong, but in, in most sinus headache cases, um, you have to have sinus inflammation present um, and the headache is actually a symptom typically in other cases of like a common cold and then that's why they think it's a sinus headache but sinus sinus can also follow a cold so it can go hand in hand um, but true sinus headaches occurs as a result of sinus inflammation um, and that basically blocks the little passages between the sinuses and the nasal cavity and that can put pressure within the sinus cavity and, and that's where you're producing pain. Um, a, a reliable sign that can be noticed um, on your own, kind of your own little test is tenderness. So when there is inflammation um, of like the front sinus area, um, that is actually located kind of behind the brow bone area. So if you would take, you know, a, a finger and press upward under that bony edge of the eye socket under the brows, and that feels tender or is painful, chances are you've got a sinus headache and some sinus inflammation. Um, there's also the maxillary sinus, so that's located inside the cheekbone. Um, if it's inflamed, pressure under the cheekbone might also cause tenderness or pain. Um, there are, there's actually deeper sinuses and we can't really, we don't really know the signs or symptoms of those specifically. Like there's nowhere to, to press on your head that we know of um, that is gonna elicit tenderness or, or pain. You're gonna feel it deeper, much deeper. So other more generalized signs of sinusitis are often fever, um, aches and pains in other areas of the body, nasal congestion, and oftentimes when you blow your nose, you'll have kind of a yellowish um, sticky discharge when you blow your nose. Some complementary, well, actually, let's go back to conventional therapy. So oftentimes, if you go to the doctor, they're going to prescribe you antibiotics, decongestants, pain relievers, and the like. Um, complementary therapies to go along with that a big part is trying to combat environmental pollution um, there's a lot that can be done so consider where you're at where your home is where you're working has anything changed I know right now we're about to head into spring everything is beautiful and blooming but boy that can really cause a lot of problems um, in the respiratory and sinus area so um, trying to avoid airborne toxins or allergens um, in your home or your office, which these are very popular now um, due to the current times, 
you can use, I know we have a air purifier in our house. They're very common and you can find them, you know, at a regular store, you know, anywhere from like a home improvement store to sometimes even your grocery store. Um, so they come in large sizes down to smaller sizes. And you just want to look at the square footage of the space that you're trying to clean the air from. And then, you know, from there you can look on the box of, of whatever air purifier you're looking to purchase and see if that is going to be a good size for the space that you're looking to cleanse. <clears throat> Humidifying the air with the air, air humidifier is also really beneficial, especially in the colder months when the humidity level is drier. Sometimes that can cause a lot of issues for people in their sinuses. Um, some herbal therapies are, again, you need to do your research to make sure this is safe for you, but um, echinacea, garlic, and golden seal. Hydrotherapy, this is one of my least favorite things to do on the face of the planet, but it works. Um, some of you have probably heard of it before. It's a, you can use a nasal lavage or oftentimes people refer to them as the neti pot um, or steam inhalation that helps loosen nasal secretions um, and kind of gets that cleaned out, especially if it's due to some pollution or allergens, cleaning it out is it's nice but do your research you want to make sure you're doing it with the right kind of solutions um, for your health also using a cold compress over the facial area where the sinuses are that is really nice and helping to relieve some inflammation and pain um, and then diet we're back to diet and nutrition again choose your foods carefully Avoid things that you know you have a sensitivity to or allergens to. Um, and definitely make sure your diet is full of plenty of the proper nutrients, vitamins C, vitamin E, and A. All the good things. Lots of fruits and vegetables. All the healthy things. Um, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode talking about some natural remedies for the headache. Um, I have been re referencing the same book along with my own life experience. Um, it's the complete book of natural therapies. You can pick this up at your local bookstore, order it online. Um, the author is by Dr. Peter Albright and they're safe and effective self-help ways for everyday ailments. And I, I really enjoy looking at these books and sharing these tips and tricks with you. I have tried almost all of these and that's why I share them with you guys is because I know many people will come in and ask me in my office what I do for this or that ailment because they know that I try to stay as healthy as possible and as natural as possible first. I hope this finds you well, and until next time, be well. <laughs>